Matt Higgins was the most popular man in town. He couldn't walk down the street without being approached and talked to by his friends, as well as people he had never recalled speaking to in his life. His article had exploded into the town's consciousness that morning and was already being picked up by national news outlets. But outside of his story, there was nothing more that anyone knew and no flow of information to tap into. So everyone looked to Matt, assuming he was plugged into the situation and had more information than he had so far revealed. While the latter part was true, he was not about to gossip about it, so he good-naturedly deflected all questions. Check the paper tomorrow, was all he would say, and then laugh when the response to that was decidedly unfavorable. After a quick lunch at the diner, during which he was approached at least a dozen times, he went back to the office to work on the story for the following day. Katie was there, She had been spending much more time at work ever since the hurricane struck and saw no reason to stop now. "'They're swarming out there,' he said, and she knew exactly what he meant. "'Nothing like a serial killer to generate conversation.' He laughed. "'Good thing he's our serial killer.' "'You taking this seriously enough, Matt?' "'Katie, I've never taken anything more seriously in my life. Time to go to work.' He had more than enough for the next day's story. He estimated that he'd left enough out of the first piece to leave him with at least three days' worth if he'd dribbled it out conservatively. What really concerned him was the specter of the national media, who likely would soon be on the scene and digging. Matt would need to stay ahead of them, and one of the main ways he could be certain of doing so would be for Katie to keep getting information from Jake. And while he respected her strength and ability, that relationship was so complicated that he had strong doubts she could hold her own. Fortunately, he had a backup plan in place. Matt labored over the computer much longer than he ordinarily would, and far more than necessary. He was an excellent writer, more than capable of telling this story effectively— In fact, the story was so powerful it could just about tell itself. But he wasn't writing about a boring town council meeting, or a fender bender, or any of the other banal junk that ordinarily filled the pages of the Wilton Journal. This was a subject more important than any he would ever write about again, and he was going to obsess over every word and every comma. But finally it was put to bed and Matt spent some time reflecting on what his next step should be, beyond writing a daily story. He didn't just consider himself a reporter. He was an investigative reporter, and the investigative playing field couldn't be more favorable to him. He had inside knowledge of the story, and more local contacts than anyone else. Katie's arrangement with Jake would likely prove invaluable— but Matt was also going to make things happen. He would investigate the murders that had already taken place, and he was sure he would turn up fresh information. And when he broke the case, well, a Pulitzer was not out of the realm of possibility. But for the moment, Matt was going to get something to eat and maybe have a drink or two. He could have done this in the comfort of his own living room, but then he would not have been the center of attention.
and that center was exactly where Matt liked to be. So Matt went to the dugout, a local restaurant bar with a sports theme, which was crowded most nights, but packed when the Red Sox were playing on television. They had played that afternoon, so while the place was busy, it wasn't mobbed. Matt's entrance, despite the fact that he was a semi-regular, created a stir. Everyone wanted to talk to him, to find out what he knew, and to give him their own opinions about what was going on and who the guilty party might be. He pretended not to like the attention, but sat there for two and a half hours, having dinner and then a succession of beers. The best part, he soon realized, was not that he had created a journalistic stir. No, the best part was that it seemed like...